today on the breakdown, sadness abounds. Um, General Malaise has overtaken the crew, and I'm not sure about their morale anymore. Perhaps, perhaps there will be something in this next port which will finally give them life again. We'll shoot that nectar that we call adrenaline through their veins. <laughs> Is that where adrenaline goes? Is it in the veins, by the way? Yeah, yeah unclear. Um, I, as their captain, finally the, the rot of this, of this general ennui has even infected myself, and slowly it works its way up my body into my heart. And I don't know who's going to live and who's going to die. I do know one thing. <laughs> Garrett Adelstein is going to be playing a hand that we're going to break down against Wesley. And it's one of those hands where everybody's got a draw and no one's got a thing. You know what I mean? It's one of those and lots and lots of money is going to go in. We're going to see not one, but multiple overbets. We're going to see Wesley with his blonde hair and ridiculous glasses, you know, do his thing. We're going to see Garrett try and G-man his way out of another spot he's created for himself. We're going to do it all right now. It's, oh, the G-man's going to try and get himself a spot. Is that a G spot? <laughs> Maybe it is. Anyway, we're going to try and do it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Just switch gears right there, huh? Yep, the I, I was done with that other thing. I thought it was. I enjoyed it for a while, but then I was like, "What am I just going to do this forever?" Like at some point, I have to actually mention that. I liked it. Thing. I liked it, and there was a nugget of truth to it. There it is. Yeah, there Jonathan's is. in a mood today, so everybody be warned. <laughs> it, Jonathan might get mad at me in ways that he doesn't usually. It's I, probably about to happen right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not in a malaise today. I'm fine today. Grant has been from the moment Grant stepped into my home. He's been trying to gaslight me into this whole, like, you don't feel There's, good today. I have no reason. You're, I know, except you like to play with ants, and everyone knows it. You're the kid who got the magnifying glass and just burned I, ants just to see what would happen. That, okay. Just admit Just it. as an example, I'm yeah. going to do an impression of Jonathan. We always test the microphones. Yeah, we do. When we tested the microphone, we always say testing, testing. Yeah. This is my impression of Jonathan when we tested the microphones. Testing, testing. Yeah. You now, why do you think that happened? Maybe because the last 15 minutes before that, you've been telling me repeatedly. No, I hadn't. Yes, you had. You had said it many times. I said it maybe once or twice. That is a deep... And you argued against deep it. Un-exaggeration. Do you see? I knew this was going to happen. You, you're, the gaslighting continues, and it's, it's an embarrassment. It's, it's an embarrassment. Uh, it is 100% not gaslighting. It, perhaps, but it's still an embarrassment. What's an embarrassment? You. See, you're in a mood. It's okay. I'm not in a mood. You didn't I'm sleep well. I, it's fine. I slept good enough, and uh, fuck you. I'm not in a mood. Is that, is that make, does that work together? I, I guess. Yeah. You know, he, was, he started this whole thing with the crew being in Malaysia. Do you think he would have done that unless he wasn't feeling it himself? Where did well, you think I that, that comes was, from? You know what? I thought that was a good creative use of, of your pungent mood. <laughs> <laughs> My mood has a smell. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm just being creative with my language. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's cross-dimensional I think, language. I think, you know, that's a sign of depression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe you'll snap out of it. Now I'm then. angry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have the power to be angry right now. Uh, maybe that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
Garrett has the power all the time. There it is. The power to always make an overbet or do something crazy to get himself out of a situation. G-Man in a G-spot. Yeah, I don't know about that one. No, it's it's just like not that good, but you you think you enjoyed doing it because it refers to a sexual thing? No, it's just a funny thing to say. I guess it's okay. I think if he got a t-shirt that said G-Man trapped in a G-spot, it would be an interesting He's t-shirt to wear. He's way too classy to wear that t-shirt. Yeah, no, uh, Wesley might wear it, though, at the table while they play. <laughs> he might. So Wesley, Wesley is like a new face on... Hustler Casino Live, who has not been playing poker for very long, like 10 or 11 months, and it shows a lot of the time yeah. in the way that he plays. Um, he's an interesting character. From everything you can find on the internet and everything that he boasts about, he claims to be a top 10 crypto trader in the world. He's perhaps in some sort of crypto venture fund. Yeah, he's in a, yeah, he's yeah. the lead of a crypto venture, capital yeah. venture capital fund. Right, so he's a guy who, if all of this is true and, and the amount of money that he has is is true about what he says he he doesn't really care about the money in these games yeah i think it probably is true likely it's true yeah hard to really know of course but i mean you never like you a, never know right like yeah. there's a lot of, like a lot of people thought doquan was super legit in every way and i know he was wow. that was a really strange place to go with this you know? he was like a, a crypto figurehead person yeah, I mean, sure, but he wasn't like a trader or a VC guy. He just he oversaw a. That's um, true, but he did okay. What I mean to draw the comparison with is yeah. the boasts of wealth and the use of wealth as like an attribute. Well, no yeah. one doesn't think that Doquan like everyone thinks Doquan made off with like un- no, I agree. Of money. He's like very wealthy. Even I now. agree. That's true. That's fair. Um, I, okay. I mean, Doquan was. His thing didn't work out, but that doesn't yeah. mean he wasn't legitimate. Like, he did have a blockchain that really right. stuff ran He was on. just unqualified to do the things that he said he could do, in a way. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's all a great experiment still, all this stuff. Right, like, of course. Some things are going to break. I don't know. I'm just saying the, the flashy crypto yeah. guy vibe is there. I agree completely. And, and there's a lot of, like, um, wealth boasting and, and like huge stuff amounts. like that. Like, Doquan was known for saying stuff like, I don't argue with the poor. That's true. Like Wesley might not say that type of thing, but he's got that type of vibe. Oh, that is true. I forgot he did that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, Wesley's like posting stuff on Twitter that say like you know took a million in profit, still shorting seven seventy million, and then has like three photos of his phone showing his shorts and stuff like that. Um, He also like I think this is a joke, and I think he knows it's a joke, but I'm not sure because it's hard to tell with him. Like, talks about how he thinks he's the best player in the game. Like, their game. I don't think... Like, but he thinks he's, like, one of the best players in the world. He calls himself a poker pro. I think it's all tongue-in-cheek, but I'm legitimately unsure. And does things like... Plays hands against Garrett and then, like, critiques Garrett's play after the hand pretty regularly now. Um, So Definitely not qualified to do that. Right. And so... It's an interesting thing, but I don't know. But I don't know if he knows if he's he may know that he's not qualified to do it, and be doing it anyway. That's the kind of thing I might do, you know, just trolling a little. But bit. But if he doesn't know he's not qualified, right. What does that say about his venture fund? Um, it doesn't have to say anything, yeah. but it does imply that that's not great. But yeah. but but if he's being tongue in cheek, it doesn't matter, right? It's hard to tell. Yep, it's really hard to tell. Um, but so with a guy with a profile like that, we know how Wesley plays a little bit because we've seen him on Hustler Casino Live. But if you hadn't seen him. You would expect him to be like loosey goosey throwing money around because he's all about the boasting of wealth and stuff. Yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. So he's the type of guy that, in general, you're probably going to want to just play for value, right? Like not try to bluff too often, try to catch him in a spot, that type of thing. I think that's probably true. So that's what we're dealing with, I yeah. guess. Garrett Edelstein, of course, also has a crypto venture fund. Uh, 
It's called Garrett Capital. It's called G-Spot Mania. <laughs> G-Spot Mania. There's probably a video that's called that. A video? Internet. Yeah, yeah or, there probably is. I mean, every there's a video called everything. So, yeah. I mean, gspotmania.com is definitely not available, right? I'm looking oh, it up right now. <laughs> go for it. I'm sure that exists. If You might want to mute your computer before you <laughs> go there. No, no, I'm going to register.com. I'm not going to. Oh, okay. okay. I'm not going to, you know. Get myself in any real trouble here. I mean, it's not real trouble to go to a porn site. It's 2022. Nobody cares. No, that's kind of a fair point. But still, I'm doing it my way. Okay. Just like uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I was just going to make that joke. Really? We're both on the Sinatra train today, huh? It's uh, gspotmania.com. <laughs> sure, let's do this. And... Oh, can you imagine if it's available? Oh, I have to snap, snap it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> That's making me wait forever. All right, let's move on. Wait. Oh, it says, Doe, that domain is not available. Let's look for a different one. I can take .net. Oh, sick. Do it. And .org. Oh, .org is better. Grab it. (laughs) New business model. (laughs) (laughs) .org. Everybody will be like, this is a legitimate site. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, So uh, what were we talking about before I got into this? We were talking about Wesley and the type of character he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, he is that guy. All right, let's, but let's talk about it more more in poker terms because we talked about like the type of player you'd expect him to be loosey goosey. We know he yeah. is that type of player. When you are the consummate pro at the table, you're Garrett. Yeah. What is your game plan against Wesley? Like, how do you how do you view Wesley? I mean, I don't think it's fair to, to for us to even guess this. I mean, you figure out Wesley's how he plays badly and and exploit it. That's yeah. the answer. I, and I don't know exactly how Wesley plays badly. I haven't seen him play enough. Right. Um, but if he's too bluffy, you call more and do pot control and check back a few more top pairs and stuff than you otherwise would. If he's too cally, you bet thinner for value and bet a little bit more. If he overfolds, you bluff him more. If he underfolds, you bluff less. You know, I mean, yeah. these are obvious answers, but that it's, I don't think it's possible to come up with a game plan before you know how, where his leaks are, where you think he's making mistakes. I ask all of these questions for a reason, Jonathan, yeah. and I wish you not to be dismissive of them. Well, I wasn't being dismissive. Well, it was hurtful the See, way. See, this the way is because you you're, you're looking at everything through this particular lens now. I, the <laughs> lens of your beliefs. Well, Scientology, you mean? I mean, I don't know why Scientology always comes in every conversation. We every have conversation. You're, well, you're bringing it up a lot. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I w- I will now you're gaslighting me. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't really proselytize the Scientology, and I appreciate yeah. that. And I think probably the the listening audience. People who listen to the show until like from like more than five years ago will remember some of those episodes where you actually kind of, in my opinion, were kind yeah. of pushy with it. But you really have stopped, and I do appreciate that. Well, so yeah, thank you for that. Like my feet and level got high enough that I felt like I didn't need other people to know about it anymore. Yeah. It's like Wesley. Maybe at some point he'll achieve enough yeah. money that he's like, I don't have to show it off. I can just know that I have it, and also that I don't make myself yeah. a target. Right. I'm one of those Will Smith Scientologists. You know, people don't really know that you're a Scientologist, yeah, but they yeah, kind of yeah. know. It's better that way. Yeah. yeah like, um, uh, what's her name from The Handmaid's Tale? Oh, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. example. Yeah. You're basically Elizabeth Moss in this. Yeah. Example. I'm in The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to be in The Handmaid's Tale. Anyway, anyway, sorry. So, yeah, so thank you for that. Anyway, so go ahead. You can do a little. It's been so long. You do your, do whatever you need to do here. Uh, if, if, if you need to, maybe you don't. Maybe you're. As what you're, are the, I'm trying to not conflate the beliefs of Scientology <laughs> with other things. Oh, it's better if you do. <laughs> uh, the Telestial Kingdom? No, that's that's Mormons. 
<laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, Mormons aren't listening to this show. It's fine. If right. they're listening to this show, then they're like disregarding their faith. So they're already fucked. It's too late for them. <laughs> you're not supposed to gamble at all. But you can't listen to a show about Why gambling? Why would you? Why would you? You're joking, right? I listen to the show. <laughs> and? I, li- I only listen to the first, to the opening, though. I don't listen to the analysis. And you think that's what Mormons want to hear? You don't think any sh- Mormons are interested in us talking about movies and TV and whatever funny stuff are with our wacky sense of humor and great, great I don't rapport? Think, I don't think we have a lot of... I think Mormons love that. I don't think we have a lot of audience who found us for the opening and never thought they were going to listen to the poker part. But there are none? There's zero. I think there's zero, yeah. Also, by the way, you could be someone who doesn't gamble and still be interested in the poker part because what we're really doing is trying to figure out the solutions to problems, right? That's all we're really doing. And it's a very, and these are interesting problems. And the way we go about solving problems, a lot of people are interested in. Okay, the upshot here is that (laughs) I am not too concerned about having offended a Mormon. Well, that's ridiculous. And I now regret even going down this path because now you're, you're just, you know, spraying fire at random religious groups, if, which can't be good for the poker guys. If a Mormon is listening and is offended by me mentioning the Telestial Kingdom, which is part of their faith, I don't understand why they would be. Yeah, but that is a classic gaslighting moment because that's that, not the... Everything's gaslighting to you now. <laughs> that's not the part that they would be offended by. It's not that you mentioned the Telestial Kingdom. It's that you now have been talking about Mormons and what they wouldn't wouldn't like and if they would listen that you don't care if they're offended. That's the stuff they'd be upset about, not that you mentioned one thing about them. Not about what they would and wouldn't like. They are prohibited from gambling as part of their religion. Fine. It means it's a very unlikely thing for them to listen to a poker show. So? What do you mean, so? So? (laughs) Are you acting like that's not a good point? I'm confused. That doesn't mean none ever have or, or do. Okay. So what is your point? What, what was your point in the first place? What are you coming after me about? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, like, I think what? it was, I was saying you, you offending people or something. Offending. I didn't want, yeah, you, I didn't want you to offend rando religious groups, which it feels like now. I don't even know what's next on the chopping block. Okay, I got Scientologists yeah. and I got the Mormons. You definitely hit the Mormons hard. Did I though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't what's, think I did. What's next? You're going to go after the uh, Mennonites? Go ahead. Sure. I don't know anything about... Are they the ones... Do they dress like old style? They do, actually, yeah. I don't know if that's religious-based or not. I think it is. But they do dress old style, for sure. Why would it not be religious-based? Of course it's religious-based. Of course it is. This is a classic Grant thing. You say it as if you know when you don't know. Could it... Okay. Let's listen. Let's just... Hold on a sec, okay? (laughs) Before you do your fucking thing. Okay. You were saying an attribute of a Mennonite is that they dress in a certain way. Yeah. So a Mennonite is a religion, right? Okay. That why does dressing a certain way make you have to be in a religion? That's not at all what I'm saying. Then what are you, what are you saying? Okay. This is extremely infuriating, the way that you're doing this. Okay. So <laughs> you were saying an attribute yeah. of a Mennonite yeah. is to dress a certain way. Yes. And you're also saying it's not necessarily true that they dress that way because of their religion. Yet you were attributing the dress to the religion initially. I said Mennonites were a possible religion that you could... And then I started to wonder. I wonder if... I don't know actually for sure that Mennonites are a religion. I know that they're a culture. Oh, they are. They are a, okay. Yeah. You, oh, you know that for yeah. sure. Oh, see, yeah. We were, we were arguing about different things. Okay. That's all. I was saying, yeah. I'm, oh, I, I assume they're a religion, but actually, I guess I don't know for sure. So they're, they I don't are, know okay. I understand. 
See? You weren't you weren't sure if Mennonite meant a religious yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, is this just a, a cultural thing? Like okay. people have decided to like you know live live as if it was the 1800s or something. Like that. Oh no, it's, a, that, it's that's a, what I was. Okay. I, I literally don't know. That's all. There you go. Okay. See, I wasn't trying we, to. Be we a figured dick. it out. I wasn't trying to be a dick. All right. Who else we got? Who else we got? Grant is uh, on fire right now. He's trying to mow down people and humans like they're grass, and he's a lawnmower. Dude, this is all. This is all just a version of what I was talking about in the beginning. Yeah. Where. These are relatively normal conversations that we have at the beginning of these things. And yeah. instead of how that normally goes, it's going in a way where you end up attacking me on every point. <laughs> that is how it normally goes. But it's a little all. different. I don't agree with that. But I will say this. I think a Mormon would have been pretty interested in all of this conversation, at least some Mormons. And so that makes my point that some Mormons might be listening. If they're unwilling to hear it, then they don't have to hear it. That's fine. What? Whatever I said, if it's offensive to anybody, that's fine with me. I don't feel like anything I said was too offensive. Okay. I mean, cool. So? <laughs> that wasn't what I was saying, though. Was I saying? Like, oh, you're now acknowledging that Mormons could listen. Is that what There's a, certainly a possibility that you made Mormon... a pretty strong case that Mormons weren't listening at all. What I was... And my, I was my case pushing was, back against My that. case was... Actually, you didn't listen to my whole case because you were too busy trying to think of the next way to <laughs> fucking possible. take me down. That is possible. My case was Mormons are prohibited from gambling. Yeah, of course. So if they are listening, they're likely feeling kind of guilty about it and like breaking some sort of religious vow. And, and they probably wouldn't like necessarily feel super strongly religious as a Mormon if they were people listening to this show. But do you spend a lot of time with Mormons? Do you have any sense about how that would really work? I have spent some time with Mormons. and I, I have spent some time with Mormons. So I worked like, at a bakery that was owned by a Mormon, <laughs> and all of his yeah. daughters who were Mormon worked there, and I was the only non-Mormon employee. Cool. How long did you work there for? A summer in college. Truth. Tell us the truth. A summer in college, like okay. three months. So that was like 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. You worked there for three months. Yeah. So you can definitely talk about how Mormons would feel if they were listening to this podcast and how religious they are. Yeah. Based on that experience. Well, I not, don't know. It's a little questionable. I got to tell you, you're, you're sourcing here. A little questionable. My sourcing is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, we should move on. I think it's time to move on. Okay, Garrett, who is a Mormon. Nice. He's not. What a, but what a segue. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. All right, we'll move on. Okay. See, I knew, that, I knew you were going to come after me this time. I just knew it. I come after you every single it's, time. It's got a different vibe. See, it's like is... you're actually trying to hurt me, man. <laughs> trying to bring me down, you know? Got to get you some drugs or something. All right. We're going to talk about Garrett and Wesley now. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care now. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> hey, this hand was suggested on Discord. Hey, who suggested it? Scotty C231. That's a first time suggester if I've ever seen of, one. I've never heard of it. Scotty C231, like C3PO, but well, C231. I think it's my guess no. is Scotty C is, is Scott is the guy's first name and C is the first oh. initial of his last name. And then he's number two, 231. 231 is because Discord. Discord didn't let him do anything else or. Yeah. 230 was taken. Got it. Okay. Something like that. Fair enough. Um, I haven't even seen Scotty contribute in any other way on the Discord. So first, first contribution, big win, though. Only suggester of this hand. Yeah. That's good. That so is good. If you want to suggest a hand, Discord's a great place to do it. We'll see you there. We do other things. You can also do it, of course, on Twitter. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. Yeah. If you join um, Discord, you do have discourse with us. Jonathan mm. will eventually not be mean. So you, you don't have to fear him too much. He'll probably be okay to you. I might come after you a little bit, but just it's all good fun. Uh-huh. My fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like the Riddler, man. It's it's great to be zinged by by me though. What it's a it's a badge of honor. <laughs> right? Right. It's really like, uh, it's great to be tried to no, try to trap somebody. We're to... very nice to people in the Discord, I would say. You and me both. I, I don't think, think I've I ever think we're been pretty nice people. to people, yeah. It's true. Now, what we say about them 
off, you know, off Discord. That's oh my god, it's real bad. Yeah, I mean, if anyone ever publishes those DMs, woo wee. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Unfortunately, we don't have spicy DMs about our Discord members because no. they're all geniuses. They are and smart and they are lovely. <laughs> yes, there's a link in the description. Join the Discord using the link. Okay. Uh, you can also suggest on Twitter. I think cool. Jonathan mentioned that. All right. Yeah. So we're playing a $25.50, $100 game with a $50 big blind Annie because that's just how they do it on Hustler Casino Live. They decided to have three blinds and make the big blind Annie be paid by the middle blind, which is, I guess, technically the big blind. Just an odd thing, but there it is. Garrett has 237000 How many big blinds is that, Jonathan? Third it's, blinds. How many third blinds is that? It's so many. It hurts my head. It's two. It's... It's 2,370 blinds. Yes. Yeah. It's so many. Yeah. Okay. Good. Wesley in this hand has 170,000. So he's got, so we're playing, these guys are going to play hand against each other at a 1,700 blind effective stack. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. It's like we're back in, in the Wild West and there's not table stakes anymore. It's like that level yes. of how much you can bet. You're like, oh, I'm out of money, but. Hold on for a second. My wife, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. You know, that's why they call it the nuts, right? Because the people would go and take oh, the right. nuts from the, the nut and bolt from their car or right. their wagon or whatever it was at the time. I guess it was their wagon, yeah. Yeah, because that, that was like basically the key to their wagon. Yeah, right? and they yeah. would drop it in, and that's why yeah. they would only do that if they had the nuts, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that, too. I wonder if that's true or somebody made that up. I, I think it's true. I'd like it to be true. I, would, I mean, I'm trying to remember, and I think, yes, it's true. <laughs> Because <laughs> you remember back from the Wild West. I'm older than you, man. Yeah. I'm you play older with, than most. You play with Wild Bill? Were you there when he got shot? I wasn't there. Were you the shooter? I mean... That was the coward Jack McCall, of course. Uh, obviously, yeah. but did I change my name? Oh, maybe. I mean, I think about it. If I, if I was the shooter, and by the way, I was sort of immortal also, mm-hmm. um, I would have to change my name because everyone knows that that guy's the coward. So I would obviously change my name. You're like Kumail Nanjani from Eternals. Exactly. Or the guy from The Man on Earth. which Man from Earth, excuse me. Which, by the way, is a great science fiction movie from like 15, 20 years ago. Oh, that almost it? no one... Uh, I don't know. No one uh, ever talks about. But really, really, like a super gem of a movie. Fabulous movie. Um, really? It's all talking. It all takes place in like a living room, and it's all talking, and it's great. Who's the star? Some dude you never heard of. Okay. They made a sequel. It's Awful. I huh. turned it off after 11 minutes. It was so embarrassing and bad. But the, but the original is great. Okay. Anyway, little, little uh, you know, maybe we should have a little section. Jonathan's movie gems and just every uh, show, just like take a minute. and You I'd would give love it. that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I kind of would, man. But then you'd have to come up with movie gems. Exactly. That's why I would hate it. I need it to be just like, I feel like bringing up a movie gem right now. That's yeah. the only way it works for me. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about, Garrett? No idea. All right, he's, he's got a billion blinds, so does Wesley. It's, yeah. Oh, because they're so deep, and we're talking about the Wild West and the table stakes. 1,700 that. blinds effective. I don't think we've ever played a hand, done a hand that deep on uh, the show. We might have something between Garrett and Andy or something. I don't think... It, I think it was usually like 500 blinds, 600 blinds, not 1,700. We've been in the thousands before, I know. Really? This. Yeah, I, I okay. remember a specific time. Okay. But anyway, that's where we are. Cool. Garrett's going to wager 300 of those dollars out of the 237,000 with the 75 of hearts from the button. Uh, folds to Wesley in the third blind. So he's in for 100. He's got 170K in front of him. And he's got ace king of hearts. Cool. What size are you three betting to when you're God, this deep? When we're this deep, I guess we should go really, really big. Like 2,000? Um, Garrett made it 300. 2,000 feels almost like an insanely high number, but I would probably pick over 1,500 or more. I'm I'm thinking sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, two thousand isn't that much more. If you did two thousand, it's fine. 
Garrett's going to, I think, react the same to all of these amounts. Right. It would be purely for value. Right. We don't really want a fold necessarily. Right. But we get to take advantage. We get to take initiative in the hand and we get to, um, you know, so if we hit our hand, we, we make more money most yeah. of the time this way. And of course, we want to get more money in before an acer comes, comes on the flop because then it's harder to get value out of Garrett. Yep. Yep. And we have a hand that people don't like playing ace-king post-flop, but when you have ace-king suited and you're this deep, like any flop with two back doors on it for you, you can continue in a lot of different ways. No question. Even one back door, if it's to the nuts, you can consider. Yeah. And it's pretty much always going to be to the nuts. I guess the ace itself could be, could you could be like ace-four-five or five or something, and that would yeah. be to the nuts. But any Broadway card and a heart is amazing, like you're saying. Like, yeah. I mean, amazing strong. But like you're, you feel pretty good about it. There's right. so many good turn cards. All right, so anyway, Wesley goes for just 1,100, which just seems a bit too small. Yeah, this feels like a mistake. Um, Garrett's, I mean, Garrett's just going to call with everything, right? When you do this, when you're this deep, like what hands is he opening on the button that he's, he may have a few hands. I don't mind Very him. Very few. I don't mind him calling with everything. I, I, wa- I want him to call, but I would like him to call more. Well, that's part of it. But yeah. then the other part of it is like, we, I assume we're trying to balance bluffs. We want to have some three bet bluffs, right? So if we make it 1100 we none of them ever get through. They have no chance of getting through. You know, I'm curious if we should have three-bet bluffs when we're this deep against Garrett. Like, have we ever seen him fold to a three-bet when he's this we deep? We have in? to have three-bet bluffs. It's way too easy for Garrett to range us. For, okay. Think, think about, like, how problematic it is. For Okay, the first $2,000, cool, we're getting value. And then the last 168000 that were effective, he can put us on a very tight range that he can then play perfectly let me, against. Let me say it differently. Yeah, okay. Maybe we we have a very different type of three bet bluffing range. Okay, where it plays more like a post flop semi bluff than it does a post flop pure bluff. Like I'd rather have eight nine suited than ace five off in my three bet bluffing range in this spot, as an example. Because why? Because Garrett's never ever folding. Got it. Yeah. So the blocker doesn't really matter at all. Right. Um, I think having hands like um. King queen off is a reasonable kind of hand just to mix it up with too. You know, hands with some Broadway off suit Broadway. That's more is of a depolarization than a bluff. Um, yeah, but if Garrett's calling everything, yeah, that's fine, right? Yeah. Um, but you're right. That's not a bluff. That's real. That's a really good point. Um, so yeah, eight nine suited is reasonable. Of course, one of the problems with playing um a hand like that when you're this deep is. You can't play too big a pot with a hand like eight nine suit. You can only play a biggish pot. Right? Oh yeah, because we're a, so deep. Unless you make like a boat that's a really good boat. You have to or, make top boat basically because yeah, we're we're so so deep that Garrett's only gonna like there gets to a point where the pot is so big that we can't win the mm-hmm. pot. You know, like we're only up against better hands um, most of the time. I mean, Garrett's capable, of course, putting I mean, in a lot you, of money when he doesn't have. If it, you want to protect still. yourself from that, then you can. It's. Maybe it just feels like they're not bluffs necessarily because a lot of the point is for value, but you could include in your three betting range a lot of ace wheel suiteds just like you would yep. as bluffs otherwise, but it's not the same type of feeling because it's like when you get called, it's like I have an opportunity to make the nuts a lot of the time, you know, and that's that's really important. Yeah. I mean, when you say a lot, you okay. mean a little, but, but still, the a lot nuts more is than at least eight, possible. A lot more than eight, nine suited. No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah, that's that's right. So um, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm, I don't care about making it 1100 instead of 1600 so that we put less in when it's ace wheel suited. I'd rather put in more both times. Right. Yeah. I agree. I think we want to put in more both times. I think also if we're going to be, if we're three betting ace wheel suited or eight nine suited, which we're probably going to do both at least some of the time, yeah. right? For board coverage or for no other reason, um, more is better because Garrett will fall out a tiny bit of his range. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I mean, if, he, if he's opening like... What um, was the hand that he... Did he call Jack-7 off against Andy when Andy 3-bet in a hand that we did? Yeah, maybe he did. He's got position where this deep. He may be literally calling 100% of his open range. Maybe he has King-Deuce off and stuff like right. that from the button that'll fold. Maybe. He may not even be opening that, though. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. When there's three blinds, you might not. Yeah. yeah. And Wesley's in one of them. Like, you have no fold equity, right. like pre, essentially. Yeah. Garrett really might not be folding unless you make it an absurd amount, like 10K. Right, which is ridiculous. There's no point. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. So then, yeah. So then it comes back to, we're really just doing this for board coverage as much. And, and va- value, of course, too. Yeah. But, but board coverage as well, like with the eight nines. And right. Stuff like but that. I don't want to do it with clunky hands that don't flop well. I, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I think we should... Either, you know, we got two broadways or we're suited at yeah. least. And, and really, if we're suited, we want to be connected in some reasonable way. Connected or ace yeah. high. Or the ace high one. Yeah. I think that's right. Like, I don't really want to do it with king four suited. Nope. And the thing, of course, that's weird about it is all these hands we're describing all make perfectly reasonable calls. Yeah. Where we don't have to push back. And we get to play a much deeper pot against Garrett, which isn't bad either. Right. right but this is all based on you advocating that we can't just have value. Exactly. Like, we have to have other hands than just... Aces, kings, queens, ace jacks, king. ace king, maybe ace queen, maybe tens, yeah. whatever, and like, and that's it because we're so deep. Like, we we just can't let Garrett get away with that, basically, yeah, because it's too easy for him, right? And then when you start getting into the the value three bets like tens and nines and stuff that are that are good hands that you're not really considering a bluff against Garrett when he's in position, that's a little scary because he's not folding any, anything, but also he's four betting a lot more than a lot of players. He's also gonna not fold a lot of flops. And he's gonna play back at you on a lot of turns and rivers. And those are hands that, by the river, often it's uncomfortable. Yeah, the board is going to be is not easy to to navigate, and so that's problematic. At the same point, we're sort of letting him off the hook if we don't three bet nines yeah. and tens when he opens the button. Right? right. So we kind of have to do it at least most of the time, and then just use distribution. But yeah. the thing that sucks is that Garrett's going to bet more than you want him to a lot of the time. Right. Um, and I think we have to just go into like pot controlling strategies earlier against Garrett specifically, who's going to do some like over bets sometimes, both with with when he hasn't, when he doesn't. Yeah. Like he does that a lot. So maybe we're checking a lot more flops than we might otherwise, and even checking turns sometimes, just check calling, check calling. And sometimes we hope he doesn't always triple barrel us, and if he does, we're going to have to call sometimes and fold sometimes, and it's, it's hard. Yep. But yep. So just thinking about playing against Garrett just sounds terrible. You know? Yep. He's, uh, he's very impressive, and it's something that's coming to mind now that kind of came from me thinking about playing against Garrett and what strategies to use against him is that Something that's an attribute, especially in cash games, I think, of somebody who can be consistently profitable in high stakes forever, is that it feels like he's always playing his A game. It feels like he's always dialed in, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I think that's probably right on it. It at least feels that way. I don't know if he feels that way. Right. Um, just thinking about like some of the way he tweets about his own poker playing. Right. Um, but still, it does feel like yeah, he's... It feels like he's very focused and sharp. He's always attention. giving himself the, the best chance to play the hand yeah. as well as he can. He's focused. He's dialed in. He's, it does seem like yeah. that. Yeah. Scary opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley's going to deal with him now. So Wesley three bets. We don't like how big it is. It's 1,100, right. but whatever. It's not, it's a not that big huge deal. deal. Right. With Ace King of Hearts, Garrett, of course, is going to call with 7-5 of Hearts. 100%. I mean, you could four bet sometimes when you're this deep. Why not just choose a combo or two of this type of hand? But there's no real reason to other than choosing a combo or two for the sake of balance. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is the kind of hand where we might be able to win a huge pot off, an, off a big overpair. And being deeper is probably better for that. Yep. So the pot's going to be 23-25 after the call. Okay. And uh, now it's time for the ad, which this time is going to be about Scientology. So. Well, uh, this is all you because obviously you're, you know all about it and... and obviously are a big proponent of it. So go ahead. Oh, wait, no, this is the other thing that Tom Cruise loves. Nitro betting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, nitro betting. Survivor pools. Survivor pools. This is important stuff. Now, th- we're getting down to it. Today is that this is released is the 25th of August, if everything goes according to our plans, which it does not always. But let's assume it's the 25th of August <laughs> okay. for the sake of this ad. 
Um, you have until the end of August to get in Nitro Betting's NFL Survivor Pool, and it is a fine, fine deal this year. They're putting up 50 millibits, which is more than they usually put up. They do good deals for our players a lot, but this is just for our players who have used our link to join Nitro Betting. You have to use the link in the description of this podcast when you join. That's the link that you use. And 50 millibits is the equivalent of like $1,100 right now. Yep, 1100 That is pretty nice. Guess what the buy-in is on the NFL Survivor Pool? It's... It's uh, $100. It is a complete free roll NFL survivor pool. You got to get in it by the end of August. The way you do that is you sign up using that link. If you've already signed up, great. Send us your user ID number for Nitro Betting on Discord or on Twitter, and we will get you in the pool. You have to send it to us specifically. If you haven't signed up yet, first sign up, then send us your ID number, and we'll get you in the pool. And this is not a giant pool of people. It's not thousands of people. It's just people who have used the link who want to play an NFL Survivor pool. So you actually have a real shot at this money. Yeah. Um, do that. That's important. Hey, um, you asked me to guess how much the Survivor pool is. I want to I ask you to guess something. Okay. How many times in his life did Ronald Reagan say the word they? <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh... 143,000. Mm. No, that's incorrect. Okay. Good try, though. Good try. Okay. Um, also, Nitro has uh, casino <laughs> games, and uh, they've got poker, of course. They've got sports betting. Got the whole shebang. Get on in there and get you some poker. Right. And if you don't know what an NFL survivor pool is, it's pretty simple. You just pick a team every week to win. I mean, Google it, man. Yeah, Google it. But if, if you know, okay, it's, it's a fun thing that maybe they haven't heard of before. Yeah. You get to pick each team only once. So if you pick the Patriots in week one, you can't pick them again for the rest of the year. And it's basically you have to pick a winner each week. And when you don't pick a winner, you're out. And the last surviving player wins. It usually goes to about week 14 to 16. You can also still sign up for Nitro and get in the survivor pool. So if you haven't signed up yet, you can still do it, yeah. by the way, to be clear. It's not for people who've only signed up. You have to sign up with our link to qualify. Yep. We'll see you there. Okay. All right. 23-25 in the pot. Wesley as the three-better has ace-king of hearts out of position. Garrett has seven-five of hearts. The flop is jack of clubs, jack of hearts, eight of hearts. Flush draws for everybody. Okay. Wesley checks. What? Weird. Already weird. I mean, whatever. He's got a very good hand. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing to decide to check. Maybe he just doesn't want to get blown off the ace king of hearts right now because if he gets raised he already doesn't love it because the board's paired yeah i I mean that's fair it's not great because garrett could have a full house it's not likely but i mean pocket eights really that's it yeah but any he has jack eight suit yeah there's only two combos yeah there's only three combos of pocket eights shut up (laughs) um but any jack you know it's we're not doing amazingly against a jack correct with with the hearts correct um so maybe that's why but traditionally you would really expect to see bet yes it's not, it's not the end of the world to check this hand, though. I think it's okay to check this hand. We're super deep. Yep. It, it's, I mean, we do have a flush draw, so we know we're not folding yet. Right. Um, it's weird, but it's okay to do something weird once in a while anyway, especially from, against Garrett. And from a range-based perspective, Garrett probably has more jacks in his range. Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Garrett's going to go ahead and take a stab. Feels like the right idea with seven high and a flush draw. Yep. Bet's 1,100. All right, as Wesley, how do you proceed? Is there ever a check raise here? Um, I think we can have some check raises, um, but as as you said, it feels like Garrett just has more jacks than we do, right? Yeah. Um, so if that's true, what are we? It's not. It's not a great spot to check raise that often. I mean, if we check like raise, this? we're repping basically two hand types: ace jack and eight eight, right? 
Yep. Yep. I guess we can have other jacks. We could have like King Jack. I'd be concerned about kicker stuff if we... Maybe King Jack. Maybe King Jack. But I don't think we can do Queen Jack. I mean, if we think Garrett's opening a lot of jacks on the button and calling all three bets, like he can have worse jacks than King Jack for sure. So I think I think we can I think we can raise King Jack comfortably here. Um, I think maybe I don't think Queen Jack. At, at a certain point, I'd rather deny equity by betting myself at, and not risk inflating the pot against a superior kicker. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, but you know, if we're up against a hand with a superior kicker and we bet, we're probably getting raised anyway, right? If we, we have, have King Jack, we're up against Ace Jack. Like, yeah, we might get so raised. probably this amount of money is going on the flop either way. So it probably doesn't matter that much, I guess. Um, probably. It, it's it's an interesting thing here, man. Um, so as Wesley, like, so we have we obviously can never fold here. So what do we think is a better play now that we've decided to check? After ha- when we have the nut flush draw, like, do we think we're gonna make money if a heart if we call and a heart comes? I think we can. I, yeah, and I think if we check raise and a heart comes, it's hard to make money. I agree. Um, I actually kind of like now. I think about it, a call isn't bad here. Also, having ace king high means we beat a lot of Garrett's range anyway. Yep. including the hand he has. Um, it's relatively cheap right now, so we can just call. If a heart comes and we start to show aggression, it actually looks like we have like you know, ace-king with just the king of hearts or ace-king with just yeah. the ace of hearts, which is kind of great, right? When we actually have the nuts or not the nuts, but the nut flesh. Like, that's pretty good. And that should screw up Garrett. So I agree with you. A check raise feels like harder to make money down the line if we get there. Right. Also, I think like even though we were debating if we can check raise weaker jacks than ace-jack for value, our value range is still super thin right now if we check raise. Absolutely. Very, very thin. It's never, it's never just an overpair to the jack. There's no point of that. I mean, it really probably should mostly be pocket eights, right? That's where you're going to get the most value from yeah. this. Because like, having ace jack or king jack blocks the jack, yeah. which is what you're trying to get value out of, right. in theory. Um, unless you think Garrett's just constantly going to bomb away here when we, when we um, check. But if that's true, like we can just bet because we think Garrett's calling a huge amount of his range on the flop anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think betting would have been better than checking. Yeah, yeah. The more too. I think about it. Wesley's going to check raise. He decides to go for the check raise. Okay. Now, it's in practice probably not a terrible decision against Garrett. Garrett might take a shot with a lot of things yep. when we check to him. So this might be just a way to generate a little bit more fold equity, get a little bit more money in the pot before we generate the fold equity. So in, in practice, it might be a profitable play. Um, Wesley makes it 4K. Mm-hmm. All right, is Garrett, you kind of have to call, because, but it sucks. Like, we're deep, and we have the seven high flush draw. We absolutely have to call. Yeah, it just really kind of sucks on a we're, paired board with yeah, a seven high flush draw. We're just way too deep to consider not calling, I think. Um, and I agree with you. That, is, that works against us to some degree, too. Like we were saying, this is the kind of hand where you don't want to play too big a pot, you know, because, like, you, yeah. you're up against things that are beating you. And as, only we, and as we see, it is the nightmare scenario. Yeah. Um, but Wesley feels like he has a lot of trip jacks and a lot of overpairs right now when he makes this check raise right now i know you wouldn't check raise an overpair here and i wouldn't check raise an overpair but that doesn't mean wesley wouldn't and i think it's important you think wesley would i don't know but he's a little bit of a wild card yeah and i don't know for sure that he wouldn't i mean you could also just have some random bluffs you could have ace ten of spades yeah yep he could have um nine ten of spades by the way just be open-ended also who knows yeah queen ten king ten are gut shots that he might play this way sometimes i don't know 
I don't think we could consider folding it as Garrett. No, but it's uncomfortable. I mean, the problem, of course, comes when, when the heart comes and Wesley keeps bombing, which we know he will because he will have the nut flesh. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we can go folding that, at least not immediately. Like, if the heart comes on the turn and Wesley bets pot, we're going to have to call. Yeah, and then probably fold the river if he bets it big again. Yeah, that's when it gets, like, really sticky. And we've seen Garrett able to make hero folds before. So Absolutely. He, he trusts himself in these spots, which yep. is, he's, is warranted to. Yep. Um, so he calls. Okay. Pot is $10,325. Wesley with Ace, King of Hearts. Garrett with Seven, Five of Hearts on Jack, Jack, Eight, Two Hearts. Yep. Turn is the Four of Diamonds. Garrett now with a combo draw. Six will make him a straight. Pretty cool. Guess who's really stuck to the pot now? It's Garrett. Oh, it's Garrett. Yep. The G spot. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Here's something that happens. Wesley checks now. Why? Because Garrett called his check raise, I guess. And now he's like, oh, God, Garrett actually has a jack. But of course, that's not... Always the case. Clearly. As we see, it's not right now. Garrett, I think, is calling with every pair that he has, basically, that bet yeah. the flop. You know, if he has an eight, he's calling two. And every draw that he has. Pocket he's, nines, pocket tens. He's probably calling with queen ten. Yeah. Things like that, you know. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is a mandatory continue once we check raise. We check raise. It's super weird not to continue. If for no other reason, just to set our price for the to get to the river. Also, to not get blown off the hand, not to not put ourselves in a spot where we check call, and then what happens if a heart comes? We're just going to bleed out? Yeah. Exactly. Right. And what happens if a heart doesn't come? We're just going to check fold, and we could have won the pot. Like, it seems like a big mistake. Yep. Yeah, this hand is too much equity to play this way, I think. Yeah. I mean, unless we're going to check raise again. Maybe we're going to check raise again. Maybe. I mean, we could bet fold if we really were worried about full houses and stuff, mm -hmm. if, if Garrett raises big enough. Yeah. I mean, betting 7,000 into, what, 10-3 makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah. I yeah, just I, don't know why we I wouldn't don't, do I it. I don't like to check. We could bet 8 if you want, but whatever. Anyway, Wesley does check. Okay. How do you interpret this as Garrett? It's a really strange line that we're encountering here. I mean, it feels to me as Garrett that Wesley is almost always, almost always continuing with his super strong value once we called the check raise, right? Yeah. So like pocket eights, how does pocket not eights continue here? Ace how does jack, pocket not eights continue here? Is that what I said? Yeah. I meant to say how does pocket eights not continue. Not continue but I liked, I liked how you I said, said it. I said it the other way. I didn't realize Pocket that. not eights. That's every pocket pair that's not eights. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I'm gonna, I am going to start to use that. Yeah. Like, I had pocket not eights there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish it sucks for me. Um, on that 884. Eight yeah. I had pocket not eights. Anyway, um, so pocket eight, I believe pocket eights and ace jack just are going to continue almost always, especially on a board that is draw heavy and Garrett yeah. rates to have all of these draws. Yeah. Um, so as Garrett, I think we should see this as Wesley took a shot, is giving up a lot right now, and we should try. And we have a combo draw with a lot of equity, so if we get called, we still can get there a lot. I think we should absolutely bet. Yep, Garrett bets, and oh boy, does he bet! Yeah, he bets 15k. Garrett betting 15k makes me think he believes Wesley can have overpairs and check yeah. with overpairs. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're probably right about that. It's just this must be a Wesley specific play. I don't think Garrett makes this against everybody. 15k here. Yeah, I mean, does he think? Yeah, like what else is Wesley? Yeah, I don't even. I th it feels like he also thinks overpairs and air, just yeah. complete weird air, right? Well, if he had, oh lot, no, no, air, if he had enough, enough complete weird air, we yeah, would bet five k. You're right, or three k. Yeah. You're right, you're right. That doesn't make any sense. What I just said. Um, so fifteen k is designed though to fold out overpairs. It can't be designed to fold out a jack. No, you don't believe that's going to work. Never. If could Wesley ever have like ace eight and check raise the flop and now be checking? Maybe. And then we're like, oh, you're going to call? Are you going to call 15K yeah. with your eight? Maybe, maybe it's designed to get rid of stuff like that, too. It will. 
I would think. Overpairs, maybe, maybe not, but the other stuff for sure. I mean, right? Wesley's supposed to call with Ace-8 and fold overpairs, but maybe he wouldn't do it that way. Right. Right. Don't know. Unclear. Um, anyway, Garrett Bud's 15K is putting maximum pressure on Wesley's hand too, right? Maybe, maybe Garrett thinks Wesley could even have a flush draw and play it this way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is now a very uncomfortable spot with Ace-King hearts. Can we profitably call here? It's 15 to win basically 25 we're out of position. If we get there, are we going to ever make any more money? I'm not clear we are. Yeah, it seems like maybe now Garrett's priced us out. Also, we may not be able to get there, meaning we may be drawing dead. Yeah. Like, that's very reasonable now. Um, I don't think we can continue in this hand when he bets 15. I, I don't think we can call. Can we do the double check raise ah, even though we bet 15K? We can consider that. Now, all that Garrett's done so far is show strength on this board, which I don't love. Like, he bet... He called the check raise. Now he's overbetting the turn. Yeah. It's not ideal, right? Now, I know he has seven high this time, but like it feels like he's got a lot of trip jacks <laughs> or better when he, you know, when he bets 15K here. Like he's trying to price us out of the draws sometimes too. Yeah. The, the one thing that really sucks about a plan I just came up with mm. is that if Garrett has value, a lot of the time it's a jack, which is too bad because I kind of want a min check raise and make it look like I'm an amateur with quads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. The thing is, his value is either a jack or it's 8-8, eight, eight, right? Yeah. And so he's not folding either one of those. Right. He, he won't like it, but he's definitely calling. Yep. And we definitely, against, against Garrett's value, okay, now I'm coming back around to the check raise, though. Okay. Because against Garrett's value, we are not getting the right price to call. Correct. Against, I mean, we're not getting the right price to call. Even if Garrett's value included hands like queens, we're still, I think, not getting the right price to call. Not anymore. No. Well, it's close. It's actually really close. Against Queens, I think actually we probably just barely are. So our over, 15K we have to, to win 25K. Yeah, we're getting, um, we've got nine hearts and we've got six other cards, aces yeah. and kings. That's 15 cards. We're, yeah, we get there like a third of the time. So 15 yeah. to win 25 isn't a third though, I guess. But it's not, it's pretty close. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's actually really close because it was 12 and a half. That'd be fine, right? Um, so yeah. it's almost it's almost right price. I guess we are slightly outpriced though. So we're sp- out, we're supposed say. to fold if we think Garrett mostly has value. Well, it depends on what kind of oh for just value in general. Yes, yeah. I think we are. I think yeah. we are because of course it's way worse against a jack or pocket eights. Against pocket eights, we're drawing dead. Against a jack, we could hit a heart and still lose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so we definitely have to fold if we think there's too much value. But it's Garrett. I think we can check raise like. The only options are to fold or to check race, in my mind, at this point. Let's think about it. Okay, if we call, what, what are the benefits of calling? Okay, well, number one, if Garrett doesn't have value, we're ahead. Yes. And we have reasonable equity Are we going to realize on top of that. our, that's a, that's a our real value question. if we don't hit a heart? I don't know. Sometimes. Sometimes he's going to give up. When he, when he bets 15K on the turn and gets called, he's not always going to fire bluffs on the river. Not always. There's no way. Like, that would not work for him. You know, he knows yeah. not to do that every time against these guys. So sometimes we get to realize our equity. There. But there's too much to protect against if we're ahead. Like, we don't know mm-hmm. what he has. And usually it has something to do with the board, so it's going to have more than just six outs. Yep. That's true. Um, yeah, he can have, like you were saying, queen 10, for yeah. example. And now he's got, well, three, six, maybe nine outs. Yeah. With the hearts, of course, we cover. But, but that's like worst case scenario for Garrett. Mm-hmm. So it's probably it might even be well it could be it could be seven outs because you know queen ten of spades yeah. or something like that yeah. so it's seven outs but yeah that's worst case um, 
it seems like not a good plan though to think like I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna check call this over bet and then check most rivers when I miss. By the way, if I hit, I'm just gonna lead out. That's weird too. Into uh, what could be very strong value. That's not great. This I don't like this plan. I don't know how this is gonna. The river feels like almost impossible. It's to play a well. it's a fold or a raise. Yeah. I think. I think it's just a fold. I think it's mostly a fold. But if we think Garrett has enough bluffs, yeah, like raising doesn't really cost us that. I, I don't think we raise and then go for it on the river. I don't think we. Oh, okay. I don't think we bluff the river if we get called. Interesting. Because as as outlined, Garrett's value at this point is just full houses and jacks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we can raise and know that. If Garrett continues against a sizable race, he's got one of those value hands. Right, because we're going to price out everything well, like else. Like if we make it, if we make it 45, 50K. Yeah. He which can't call with, with hearts. He can't call with queen 10. Nope. 9, 10. He can't call with those hands. I mean, the board's paired. He can't do any of that stuff. Right. He's just going to fold everything that isn't strong. Right, value. so we can take one shot. Right. You know? And if a heart comes, then it might be a tricky spot if we get called. Exactly. Because like a heart, I was thinking about that. Like we, we make the big check race. He calls. We're like, okay, we're done unless we improve to a heart specifically. Like even an ace or king is a check, figure it out spot. Yeah. You probably check fold if he bets big. But, yeah. um, but like we, we hit the heart. I guess we bet, we bet some amount and we hope he doesn't raise us. And if he raises, we have to fold, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think that, that's, that's the plan. But well, we could cost ourselves so much money in this right. pot. So we could just fold. That's why I think folding has just got to be a better option. It probably is. But I think raising is clearly a better option than calling. Yeah, I think you're right. Because he's just going to fold all of his bluffs yeah. and we get to win the hand. By the way, if he has jack 10 and we raise here, it's not a great spot no. for jack 10 at all. No. He may feel obligated to call. Right. And then if we're giving up on the river, it's going to work out perfectly for him. But still, it's a tough spot even for, for a hand like jack 10. The jack with no kicker. Which yeah. beats no value at all. Like, what, what worse jack does Wesley have? Jack nine suited? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But, like, all value probably has you crushed. Yep. Well, Wesley calls. That seems like the worst decision. Maybe he's, he's planning on calling a lot of rivers unimproved. Yeah. Okay. You know? Maybe. Maybe. But that's... Okay. I mean, that's not the end of the world, if that's, if that's what we're doing. It's not the end of the world... I would certainly prefer a fold, and then second, I would like a race. I mean, Garrett is polarized, at least, with this 15K bet, right? Yeah. So, like, we're beating the, the one end of that polarization. We're getting crushed by the other end. So, you know, calling the river is not insane. Then, we just don't there's know. There's a chunk that we're well, we don't know what we're trying to avoid. Like, look at what Garrett actually has. Yeah. If a six came, would we know that we were supposed to fold? Of course not. Right. And by the way, if a seven or five comes, I think Garrett's going to think he has to bluff. Right. And bet huge, and we're probably going to fold there. So, like, we need a heart to come specifically. Um, by the way, if an ace or a king comes, Garrett probably... Garrett, I don't know if Garrett bluffs or not there in that spot, but he might because he can be just repping yeah. eight, eight, or, or whatever, ace, jack, king, jack, whatever, anyway, and we're still in the same really tough spot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the call. No. He makes it. Pot's $40,325. Okay. So, that's a, you know... Sizable pot in a $100 big blind game. Yeah. Yeah. The river is the 10 of clubs. So that's a miss. Yeah. Everybody missed. Big old whiff. Yeah. Wesley checks. Garrett turns double, or river's double gutted. Oh. Wesley checks. Okay, sure. I mean, at this point, what can you do? I mean, we could lead out and hope Garrett doesn't bluff us now. Yeah. <laughs> and as it were, I don't know. Yeah, checking, check, give up, right? We're doing right. a lot of check give up. So we didn't like Wesley calling 15K in the turn with Ace-King, but Garrett probably didn't like that either. Oh. 
So when when Wesley calls 15K, should Garrett go for it on the river when Wesley checks again? Well, let's let's really range what we think Wesley has because it's hard to give him this kind of a hand. It feels like he has made he only has made hands here when he calls 15K, right? Because we think you shouldn't even be in with like he has. He could have Jack Ten. Jack Ten's exactly the hand, and he just um, that we just made the nuts. I think we have to. Oh yeah, so that's a problem. So like, if we're Garrett, we have to target like. Ace Jack, King Jack, Queen Jack, and try and bluff those hands. That sounds like an awful idea. Maybe we expect Wesley would have played over pairs this way. Right. You expected that he might check raise I, them. I threw that out as a possibility. And then the check call feels more like an over pair than a it jack does. most of the time, unless it's a really bad jack. Yeah. I guess Queen Jack might play it this way, but figure like Ace Jack and probably even King Jack just fire away. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So over pairs. Yeah. I guess I guess it's I don't know if Wesley can really check raise and overpair on the flop, but maybe he can. It's not impossible. Yeah, um, it feels pretty ambitious to go for a bluff here, as Garrett. I agree. Though I mean, we're sitting here with seven high, so that's a reason to bluff. We I have mean, one of the worst hands we ever show up. Exactly. With. From a rank point of view, this is about as bad as it gets. Now, as you like to say, we're blocking the stuff we don't want to block here. Yeah, we don't really want to have hearts in our hand, but of course, without having hearts in our hand, we don't make it this far. At least anymore. we don't have big hearts in our hand. That's true. This is better. But like ace five suited, ace seven suited could have been part of Wesley's yeah. range. But then we have to believe he's playing a draw like this, which I don't think we would think. So I don't know if having hearts in our hand is that as big a deal as I, yeah, it's probably not. I'd be like, he's clearly got at least a pair. It's probably an over pair to the board. Sometimes it's trips jacks. It's it's almost never ace jack because he's almost always not going to check call ace jack on yeah. the turn, right? Almost always. Can is that can we get that range to fold? Any part of that range? I don't know. I mean. Won't kings hate it if we really bomb away? They'll hate it. Will they fold, though? Hate it is different than folding. Well, Garrett wants to find out what happens when he yeah. bets 80K. Into 40. Into 40. He bets twice the pot. So he is really saying, fold your damn kings, son. Yeah, and this is different than twice the pot when you're playing 1-2 or 2-5, or right? This is a little different because you're pro- when you're thinking about people betting twice the pot on the river, you're probably thinking about a pot that's like 20 to 30 blinds at that time, usually mm. in those games, right? Yeah. This pot is 400 blinds. And Garrett bets twice the pot. That's a cool point. Yeah. Yep. These guys start out insanely deep, and here we are, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 80 into 40, it feels incredibly hard to call with an overpair. It really looks like Garrett has a jack, at least. Garrett just bet 800 blinds. <laughs> yeah. It really looks like he's got... A, I mean, really, to me, it looks like he's got pocket eights. Like, it feels like he's repping pocket eights mostly. But I guess he could have ace-jack and do this yep. too, right? Or jack-10. Jack, Jack 10. 10 and play just like this. Jack 10. Or, Makes sense. I mean, Garrett's value range is thin, but that's okay when you bet twice the pot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, he, I, I assume he doesn't have that many bluffs here either. Like, but you can see seven high, he's like, I mean, yeah. it's seven high, bro. Like, what do you right. want me to do? Like, I sometimes have, I have so many better hands that are one pair at least, or the ace high flush draw or something, you know. He might be turning any eight that he had into a bluff. That's true. It's a pretty good hand to bluff. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty good hand to bluff. Uh, huh. That's a reason to, to fold without thinking about it as Wesley. is like, oh, he could be turning an eight into a bluff. Yeah, I cannot he, beat that. If, I, if he thinks I have an over pair, yeah. which it feels, like, it feels like he thinks that when he bets 80K, right? Yeah. Um, that's a real problem. Because that means not just an eight, but could, could Garrett have other pocket pairs that he's doing this with? Or 9-10, by the way, which yep. just rivered a pair. Exactly. Or queen 10, which is queen 10, yeah. which is king 10. It's all the same, right? That yeah. 10, though. Hitting that 10 on the river and be like, it's not good enough. Yeah. 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 So this is a no-brainer fold. And yeah. Wesley makes it. No-brainer. But Garrett's bet, what do you think? Do you think this was worth it? 
Do you think he had to bet this much? Well, he has to get folds two out of every three times yeah. for this to, to break even. Yeah. Is Wesley going to fold really tightly here? Because if he is, you probably do get folds two out of like betting this much. Yeah. You might really get over pairs to fold all the time. If you get all the over pairs to fold, and you think Wesley just isn't going to play trip jacks like this almost ever, he's almost always going to bet the turn. Yeah. With them, almost always. Um, that maybe maybe you actually have enough combos that you can get that it's profitable to do this. It it must be some version of that. Um, I gotta believe Garrett knows Wesley well enough to know that like he just isn't playing trip jacks like this almost ever. Yeah. You know, like so he doesn't. So Wesley, even though he check raised the flop, doesn't have very strong value and called the huge bet on the turn. It's just reasonable value. It seems exploitative for sure. Yeah. yeah. And Wesley's gonna sit there and say like, well, geez, I have quads sometimes. I have full houses sometimes. I have ace jack sometimes. Why, why would I call with kings here, right? And, and honestly, if we were, if he actually had kings and we were doing this analysis, we'd say, like, what's the worst hand he shows up with? We'd probably start at queens, yeah, right? So, like, kings are pretty far down there, too. And yeah. aces aren't that great either if you think about all the different jacks he could have. And, you know, like, you can really talk yourself into this. But if you can't really have a jack because you check the turn, now all those other hands, you know, scoot right back up the distribution uh, ladder. It would be great to hear Garrett's thoughts on what he was targeting, yeah, I mean, it's. I wonder if he was. I wonder if he was being bold enough to target even a hand like Queen Jack. Yeah, I was wondering that King too. Jack, with eighty k, I think he might. I be. mean, those hands definitely are not beating any value. Like, can he fold out like over pairs for fifty k mostly anyway? Does yeah. he really need to bet eighty? But but like Queen Jack, it may have to be eighty. You know, you have to I mean, really go for it. This is this is the the fear of playing deep stack cash games for a lot of players. Exactly. Imagine sitting there, you're like. I have seventeen hundred blinds in front of me, and this dude just bet eight hundred blinds. Right, like, it's it's not a situation you're used to. Nobody gets to play those situations except for if you play on these super high stakes games that have really really deep stacks. Yeah, and this is this is a thing where I feel like it's mostly a mistake to like try and be as deep as Garrett is. Like, yeah. Garrett knows how to play these deep stack things really well. He's been doing it for years. He's been doing it really well for years. He's the biggest winner on Hustle Live Casino by a lot. Yeah, they track that stuff. Um, I just don't know if I was Wesley, why I would want to have 170K in front of me when Garrett's got 237K, except for ego reasons. Well, if Wesley's wealth stories are true, it's like not that much money to him anyway, and he's just trying to play poker for fun. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, But still, you open up yourself to like an 800 blind bet into a 400 blind pot that you actually could call and lose all 800 blinds, you know, and if, you know, as opposed to like if you were, had a more reasonable amount of blinds in front of you, None of this plays out like this, you know? Like, you might be all in on the turn or something yeah. like that. Or the hand just plays differently. I would have loved to see what would have happened if Wesley did have Queen Jack. Yeah, me too. I mean, he blocks full houses. When, when Garrett bets 80K, he's saying he has Jack-8 or 8-8, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he can have Ace-Jack too, I guess. Ace-Jack feels like the absolute bare-bones minimum he could ever have. And I don't even know if he bets 80K. I'm not sure if he does. Um, but boy, pocket eights, hundred percent are going to bet like this. Cause they're like, you have a, if you have a Jack, you may just have to call me, but yeah. 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 Interesting stuff. And you know, it's, it feels a lot safer to play, you know, 200 blinds deep than this. Yep. But this is so pure. This is pure poker, right? Like it's like you can't be saved by the limit of money on the table unless we go a little further than this and have like a six bet pot, right? Like the limit of money is not going to save you from having to make a really hard decision. You don't get to be all in on the turn. Sorry. Like you have to make an 800 blind decision on the right. There's, there's, there's some purity there. And like you're saying, like it's not something people think about or really are ever in these positions. You have to run solvers for this or playing very particular games. Most 
people don't have computers that can run a solver on a stack this deep. That like it takes a while. That's for that's sure. That's effective, you know. Yeah. yeah. But we're gonna try. We're not gonna try. No, Danny Sprung's gonna try. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll come back and see what what the solver had to say. Cool. Well, Pio doesn't often deal with 800 blind bets, but we'll see what it can come up with. Danny Sprung pioed it up for us. Nice. Thanks for the input. Back to the flop. Okay. Wesley is actually supposed to check 70% of the time with this hand. That's a bit of a surprising output, flopping the nut flush draw. That is interesting. I agree. It just uh, I'm guessing it's a uh, jack-jack-8 kind of a thing, and it's like we just have to check a lot here. Um, sure. I mean, that's sort of it. Danny, Danny speculated a bit about it. He said, uh, the only hands that get bet a lot are quads, uh, ace jack, um, and is mainly due to the very high SPR out of position just doesn't get to drive the action on a board like this, mm. according to Danny. So interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, Garrett's supposed to check half the time, bet half the time. Seems like he did half fine because he bet. Sweet. Pio hates Wesley's check raise. He's supposed to call his entire range that continues. Yeah. I mean, I'll, if this is a board we're checking on, it's, and we're, we're only betting our ex- very strong value, essentially. Like, check raising is weird, right? Yeah. Like, what are we supposed to have that we'd even check raise? Maybe pocket eights sometimes, but usually we just bet that, right? You'd think. But anyway, Pio hates it. Hates it with a passion. Cool, cool. Uh, Garrett has an easy call with a 7-9 flush draw, according to Pio. Okay. On the turn, Wesley is supposed to check. He got that one right. After check raising, he then checks. Interesting line, but Pyle... Super weird line. Pyle likes it. Yeah. Um, Pyle does bet Garrett's hand half the time. Once again. Uh, only 16% of the total time does it bet 150% of the pot like Garrett did. 32% of the time it bets half pot. It prefers mm. the half pot bet, but I guess it's okay to do the, the massive sizing that Garrett chose. Um, Wesley is really supposed to fold. <laughs> that when, I believe. When Garrett bets 150% of the pot on the paired board with ace-king of hearts here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's Danny said Wesley needs to fold now, and it's not and it's not close. <laughs> so Wesley calls, yeah, because you know, because yeah, so Wesley of course calls. We get to the river. Wesley's supposed to check his entire range. Good job, he did that. Pio never bets two times the pot as Garrett when given huh. the option to bet two times the pot or seventy percent of the pot. And Garrett's exact hand is mostly supposed to just give up. I mean, it makes sense. Wesley called one point five x on yeah. the turn. I mean, I think Garrett is try is targeting over pairs here, right? When he bets mm-hmm. this much, because what else do you even could ever put Wesley on, right? So I can understand why he sizes it up that much, but you can see from Pio's point of view how it's saying like it's kind of a binary spot, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like seventy percent, hundred fifty, two hundred percent. I mean, two hundred percent is such a big bet. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to work a lot, and yeah, to to Garrett's um, like. To, to support Garrett, Pio's output for Wesley, obviously Wesley has an easy fold with ace-king of hearts. Yeah. But even eights, eights full is just a break-even call, according to Pio. I mean, that's almost insane. The board is, I guess, jack-10 is the only hand we're really losing to here that makes any sense. In jack-jack, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Garrett just, yeah, okay, jack-jack. Jack-eight suited, if there's a combo of that remaining. I, anyway, the point is, like... Yes, Garrett's bet is something Pio never does, but also Wesley just has a break-even call with, with eights full that here. That is wild. That, that means that from a Pio perspective, this is really supposed to work a hell of a lot of the time. I mean, this is supposed to be super nutted when he, when he 2Xs here, right? Yeah. Like, like he's targeting a jack Yeah, is what it looks like, right? right. Which is, I guess, why he thinks he can fold out an overpair sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. How about that? Pioed it up. 
Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.